0: The Greenhouse Effect is sponsored by Greenlight Photography. Check the show notes for details. Last week, I took a picture of my cat. Her name is Puppy. It's a cute picture, but you should see my daddy's pictures. They're great. You should check them out. Go to Linktree slash Greenlight Photo and get your own copy. Okay, I gotta go play with Puppy. Bye! It is 12 o'clock on a Thursday, so you know what that means It is time for the greenhouse effect And if you are at the greenhouse effect and you are listening to the greenhouse effect It means that the greenhouse effect is being hosted by your favorite polymath Hayden Green That'd be me. And so for those of you new to the greenhouse effect And I'm gonna see how many times I can say the greenhouse effect before the end of the show Uh, Those of you who are new to the show the greenhouse effect is simply a show that takes all of the week's news and you know just really trying to smush it all together and uh, And look at it from a multicultural point of view and that multicultural point of view is mine uh, I am Hayden Green uh, Brooklyn resident, as I said before polymath uh, Welcome to the new studio. This is uh we had some renovations done in the basement, and uh, the result is that I got a new studio. Woo-hoo! So, uh, we are in the new studio. Hopefully, y'all can hear me properly. Uh, so, if you are following along on your favorite podcast server, uh, like Spotify, Apple Music, or something like that, please leave us a comment, and we will get back to you as soon as we see them. and uh, and and if you are following along on Facebook live please leave a comment we will definitely respond on the comments the comments are really what makes the show uh, when we get people coming in and listening to what we have to say so uh, we got a lot of got a lot of interesting things to talk about uh, today Um, and (laughs) <laughs> Caitlin says she's gonna miss the brick wall. I, I actually thought about so what Caitlin is talking about is the old studio had a brick wall behind me and I got a little trade secret to tell you. It was actually a backdrop. So <laughs> we I, I thought about putting the backdrop back up and uh and, and you know continue with the uh the, the mystery of the brick wall. But um I think I might just do some some art up here and and maybe uh, an ode to some of the work that I'm doing so on this side over here uh, you can look at something new so every podcast will be it'll have something new over on the side so uh, but uh, I appreciate that you remember the brick wall anyway so so we are uh, we are in the midst of summer um, and we are, and, well, I'm in New York City, and, and so here's my main conundrum, and so right now, uh, it's, it's just me and you, Caitlin, or, or I think there are a couple of other people on here, uh, but here's my main conundrum. Uh, we have, in New York City, a vibrant city experience right up until uh, July hits, and then New Yorkers act like it's too hot. Right, so like August is very hot in New York City and it radiates um, all over the place, right? So like you, uh, whatever it says, outside there is something called a heat index, which means that if it is 90 degrees, if you go into the city, and for those of you not from New York, when New Yorkers say you go into the city, it means leave one of the five boroughs and go into, Uh, Manhattan one of the other four boroughs I should say and go into Manhattan so when you leave and go into the city all of a sudden all of these buildings that radiate heat make it even hotter so 90 degrees starts to feel like 100 degrees and so because it, it feels that way a lot of a lot of activities get pushed to the side so I'm an August baby I was born on August 17th 1969 yes I am hella old and um, and we are always trying to find something to do for my birthday. There is very little to do on like in August in, in New York City, like like an actual event, except later on in August when people are starting to go back to school or it's getting a little bit cooler. Uh, they don't call them the dog days of August for no reason. So my conundrum is from now, after July 4th until August, it's kind of hard to find stuff to do like there's stuff to do like literally I'm the opposite wall from where y'all can see is uh, Coney Island I'm looking at Coney Island so I can always take my kids to Coney Island I can always go to all, all, all of these different places there are actual places to go uh the new york city uh, uh, aquarium is recently opened and it is finally open to with all of the exhibits uh for 2 years it was shut down uh, no actually it's more what am i saying for almost 10 almost 10 years it was shut down because of hurricane sandy and uh you used to go to the to the aquarium and they would charge you the full price and you would only be able to go to half the exhibits and that was really frustrating so I haven't been in a very long time Uh, so that's one of the things that you can do so there's a lot of stuff to do a lot of stuff indoors to do but I'm talking about like street festivals and fairs and and stuff that's happening all that stuff happens before um, all that stuff happens before uh, the uh, fourth of July vacation so it's really difficult to find like one of these really big cool things happening after the fourth of July uh, and so it's been a little bit uh, a little bit hard to to figure out exactly what I want to do around my birthday., uh, the kids are going to uh, the kids are going to camp. Listen, if you have kids and, and you are a parent of kids, trust me when I tell you, send them to camp. Uh, for number one, it's a great experience for them being able to learn how to, Make friends and and be able to expand their their horizons in terms of nature. Uh, I was speaking like a real city cat cat right now, uh. You know, expand their horizons in terms of nature and stuff like that. But oh my God, the time away, the time that you have with your your significant other away from your kids is invaluable. Uh, I have all kinds of grown up stuff planned for me and my wife. Um, some she knows about, and most of it she don't. Um. so send your kids to camp anyway so the kids are going to camp so I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing in the city like oh my god I got like a kid free two week period like what do I do so I'm I'm always open to suggestions y'all got suggestions I'm a New Yorker through and through so it's like if you uh, I've, I've probably seen or done most of the stuff that you're probably going to but surprise me hit me up with some suggestions of what I should do this summer uh, before my birthday and for my anniversary. My anniversary is on. Uh, when is the 16th? Saturday. My anniversary is on Saturday. 16 years married and she ain't killed me yet, right? So 16 years uh, of marriage. This year's anniversary gift is stupid. Um, it's dumb. So this year's anniversary gift is wax. What do you do with wax? And don't say just go buy a candle because my wife will throw said candle at my head if I ever show up for, with a candle uh, Luckily she and I both looked at each other and was like this year is stupid and We are not giving gifts this year. So we're not gonna do we're not gonna do gifts this year uh, What's going on in the comments here? Uh, Dunn's in the house. Dunn, I ain't seeing you in a minute. Welcome uh, Are we talking about open carry permits? I do not know enough about that to start a conversation. Uh, we did talk about the fact that that was one of the things that the Supreme Court struck down a couple of weeks back. So we did touch on it a couple of weeks back. So um, go back. We'll figure some stuff out, and I'll, and we'll have a larger discussion about that. Kurt's in the house. Um, Kurt says that all of his suggestions is rated R or NC-17. Dude, I'm 53. You can. You can tell me what the suggestions are. Uh, I'm grown <laughs> and we've grown in this podcast. so if you have some suggestions, feel feel free to, to, to um, uh, suggest them. I'm open to all things. Uh, Caitlin says, congrats. thank you so much. Um, and Kurt says there are many things that can be done with wax. Do think back to some of your poems <laughs> yeah, you put hashtag I remember. listen. okay. Yes, uh, I don't even know how to respond to that, Kurt. Yes, though that that was a different life. And yes, there are a lot of things that can be done with wax. I'm not saying that I I, I, I don't have those in mind, um, but it is in terms of gifts. I'm not saying that there aren't things that we can do. Uh, I'm just talking about in terms of gifts, they're kind of whack, right? Like like what do you give as a gift that involves whack? I've done, <laughs> <laughs> that involves wax, that involves, um, uh, wax right so uh, that's that's my point yes I know there are a lot of things to do with wax Kurt uh, Kurt's in a randy kind of mood today apparently oh man um, let's see uh, <laughs> Kurt says he will give the suggestions but not here he's got uh, licenses to protect yes I, I get it you can't have that Out in the open and and being uh, viewed by certain parties no I totally get it I totally get it you can hit me up offline and also if you are if you have more suggestions uh, please hit me up uh, with with those suggestions as well we do uh, I also have a um, uh, a trip coming up we will be going to Montreal uh, and that we're actually looking forward to that I have been hearing so much about Montreal. Montreal is a very, so I love Canada. Canada is a a, a great, um, uh, <laughs> I almost called it a suburb of, of uh, the United States. Uh, we used to say that it's the addict of this crazy ass house that we have that we call the United States. Um, but uh, I've always gone to Toronto uh, because I'm Caribbean and Toronto is a huge, um, you know, stopping point for a lot of Caribbean people. So there's a large Jamaican population, a large Trinidadian population, a large Haitian population. Um, actually, the Haitian population is probably more in Montreal. Um, but for everybody who I've told that I love Toronto, so they they have equally said you need to go to um, you need to go to Montreal. So Montreal, here we come. Uh, again, one of those kidless trips, right? So we're going to Montreal and I need some suggestions I have a whole bunch of uh, touristy things that I see that I want to do so but I, you know I, I'm open to suggestions from people who have actually been there so Toronto's on the list if you guys suggestions about what to do in Toronto please send those over and we will and we'll definitely check those out and report back as to whether or not we had fun uh, Madame Toussaint's museum trip. We have been to Madame Toussaint's so many times. Uh, my wife is um, involved in, higher not higher education, but multicultural work. I'm in higher education. I feel like we go to Madame Two's all the time. Uh, so again, good suggestion. Unfortunately, we've done that stuff, been there, done that kind of thing. We're, we're tough, right? Uh, are you flying or driving? We are flying into Toronto. Uh, and And um, and and so we I think we're going to get a car. No, we're, we're not I, I got a hotel that's kind of like centralized So I don't have to get a car said was asking whether or not I'm flying or driving so we are Driving sorry. We are flying into Montreal. We're only staying a couple of days So I want to like hit things really quickly so that I'm not you know, it makes it worth the trip uh, I just want to actually see the city, but I also want to experience I hear there's a really great nightlife and all the rest of that stuff so if you have all of those suggestions uh, feel free to pass those on and uh, we will check them out all right so I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break and what we're gonna do is come back and I'm gonna talk a little bit about why I think that the Democratic Party is actually crazy like a fox Right? So some of the stuff that, that we think that they've been really dropping the ball on, perhaps, we are the ones that are not in on the master plan. We'll do that when I come back. And we are back. And you are inside of the greenhouse effect, and I am your host Hayden Green. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, If you're listening to us on Spotify or on Apple Music or anywhere, wherever you get your podcast, please leave a comment, subscribe, and uh, make us one of your favorite podcasts because you know you love us. All right. and, and ha- shout out to all the people who are listening live on Facebook Live. We're, we're going to do a short show today. I know it's summer. I know people are, I, I appreciate all the people who are here actually talking to me. Uh, but I know it's a, you know, it's one of those things like, I'd rather be outside having lunch in a park or something like that. And you're stuck here listening to me, but I appreciate you. All right. So, so here's the, here, here's the issue. Um, we have been lambasting the democratic party here uh continually for what we consider to be inefficiency on on their part uh and when i say we i mean me (laughs) but as as a vehicle with all of the people who are listening to the show so uh it has the discussion has been that they have the house they have the senate and they have the white house and it still feels like the Republican Party is in power. It still feels like the Republican Party is in uh, in, in control. Uh, so, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I am no fan of uh, Donald Trump, and and I believe that the Republican Party sold its soul in order to stay in power uh, because it recognized what Donald Trump that Donald Trump was able to. Um, galvanize a whole set a, a whole division of the republican party and a whole division of the country that identifies with what he was selling and uh, he is a snake oil salesman because he was able to tell people hey listen you are disenfranchised and people are taking your job and um and you're working you're working class and all the rest of that stuff and he was able to say I stand with you and I will back you up I'm your guy which is crazy because everybody knows that Donald Trump ain't worked a day in his life and he is not working class and he comes from money and um and he comes from people who are not ident- that that are not you know that don't identify with the people that who are supporting him so his base is You know based on you know a lot of of, it just it's flabbergasting every time I I just verbalize it it reminds me of Nazi Germany and uh, and and I don't say that lightly because uh, It's the same thing that Hitler did was able to convince a bunch of people that the the ideal for Germans was one thing, and he didn't look anything like what he was telling people that the ideal German should look like. so uh, it, it's you know, you see history repeating itself and there's always the statement that you know when you fail to learn history, you are doomed to repeat it, right? so so that therein lies part of the rub, and therein lies some of the issues that I have with Donald Trump. I mean, aside from all of the other things that we have issues with Donald Trump with. Well, so the, the problem is, is that the Republican Party realized that Donald Trump had you know, keyed into this demographic and, um, and if they wanted to win, they had to sacrifice all of their beliefs and their, their values for him in order to get what they wanted. And what they wanted was things like what's happening now, which is Roe v. Wade being overturned, uh, and, but and they needed to do that by put by creating a uber conservative Supreme Court and, and remember we always talk about this not just the Supreme Court but an uber conservative court all throughout the land. Remember Donald Trump uh, appointed conservative judges, federal judges all throughout the country, and these were not, you know, he wasn't appointing. 70-year-old people, he was appointing 25, 30-year-old people uh, to, to these judgeships who were very staunchly conservative and would be on the bench for decades, decades and decades. And so when you start to see all of the groundwork that was laid, you start to realize, okay, they have been playing this game for a very long time. And, and you've heard me say this on the show multiple times. It was, this is not a now thing. This is—they've the, been playing the long game for quite some time. Uh, we have been documenting step by step. It's like, okay, now they're appointing judges. See where this is going. Now they're bringing cases to those federal judges that are, seem ridiculous, but will then have to be elevated to where the Supreme Court. Oh, wait a minute. Now they're appointing Supreme Court justices. And of course, if you, you heard me say this, and you know my unpopular. Opinion is that we are in this place that we are right now because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, and You know you check back pop check back podcast the the former podcast and you can see why I say that um, and so When this election came along uh, this last election that just went by general election uh Everybody got out there and voted, right? Because the main goal was to get rid of Trump, right? And, but alongside that, there were real campaign, there were campaigns that were designed um, to really ups, you know, be upstarts in like places like Georgia, right? Uh, There were upstart, there there were places in Texas that were very close to being uh, turned blue because of the efforts of some of the people and so what we saw was a real movement for uh the democratic party to get back um uh get back some of the 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 seats in the senate and get back some of the seats in the in, in the house and so now they were able to get a majority in the house um and they have a 50 50 split in the senate but they have A Democratic vice president who will be able to break any of the ties and so the question so what started so 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 what started happening was that it's like oh my god we're probably going to get a lot of social programs that people have been asking for for decades uh, finally passed right so if you think back to the Obama administration there were things that they wanted to do but they couldn't because they they started off with this with the majority, but um, and then and and then somebody left office in Massachusetts, and then the then they put in a conservative person in Massachusetts, and they voted down uh, Obamacare. That's how Obamacare died. Um, well, the made the big Obamacare. We got Obamacare light after that. Uh, so. And and since then, you know, there's a lot of social programs that have been that people have been asking for, uh, the voter rights bill being codified, uh, the uh, you know women's right for uh, an abortion um, being codified, uh, getting rid of the filibuster, uh, and so there are a lot of things that we were like, all right, here's our chance again, right, uh, and to be able to do this and 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 really put a, a final point, put it into law as to put it into law that these this is the rule of the land um and then the filibuster happened well uh, that's 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 minimalization of what really happened the republicans knew what they were doing the republicans knew that even with the simple majority that they weren't that the democrats weren't going to be able to get the things that they were looking for so a lot of things passed in the in in the house And didn't make it up to the Senate Uh, a lot of things were stalled in the Senate there were things that wouldn't even be brought to vote because the filibuster rule was enacted and and the people who voted in those two Democrats in in um, in Georgia you know vis-a-vis Stacey Abrams and the people who voted in all across the country to get rid of Donald Trump and and are watching this country fall apart because of January 6th insurgencies Then, like, well, look, this is the moment that we need to really bully things through because we've talked about the fact that Republicans don't wait for, you know, bipartisan deals. They, If they have the power and they have the ability, they're going to ram things through. Democrats don't operate that way. And so because of that, we're seeing a lot of the things that we were that, that people were asking for just really not come to fruition uh, a voter rights bill like how does the voter rights bill not get passed right the voter rights bill is the thing that's going to that's going to ensure that you have a fighting chance to stay in power how is that the thing that you don't get passed right health care still didn't get passed uh women's right to women's right to to choose did not get passed all of these different things the the clean air the clean air bill did not get passed and so all of these things are sticking in the craw of of the people who voted a lot of these people in and have been sitting back and waiting like well we put you in there now do the work right uh a funny story we went to the prospect park soiree uh, a couple of weeks ago and chuck schumer was one of the speaker and we yelled at Chuck Schumer the entire time that he was talking. Uh, in, in terms of just like, you need to get out there and do the work, you need to be out there and stop being afraid of what's gonna happen down the line if we don't have the filibuster, the filibuster rule. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what the filibuster rule, it is simply that at any point in time somebody can say, I'm going to filibuster this bill. And they don't actually have to do a filibuster uh, and so a lot of times the bills just get you know a lot of bills just go to the wayside because somebody said well we'll just filibuster it and so they just stopped the process altogether. Uh, it used to be that if you were going to filibuster a bill you actually had to do the filibuster for those of you who don't know what filibuster is a filibuster um, is where one lawmaker when granted the floor, keeps the floor by talking and talking and talking and talking uh, until it w- the time for the the, the vote on, on the bill expires, right? And so, uh, Roberts rules of order dictates that if you start talking when you've been granted the floor, uh, you have to actually yield uh, unless you are given a certain amount of time in, partic- in, in particular. So. Um, It became time-consuming and people were doing this for like entire days Uh, And so they came up with this new rules like we're not even We know this is what you're going to do so rather than have you waste everybody's time Just say you're gonna be you're gonna filibuster and then And then we won't do it anymore Um, and so the the Democratic supporters are asking for Joe Biden to get rid of the filibuster, uh, so that so that votes come to the come to the table, uh, and you you don't push votes away uh, by simply getting up there and talking for hours or threatening to do so. So that's one of the and if you have a, a majority, it if you have if you have a majority and you call the vote, the vote will go through. But if you have the filibuster rule in. The minority uh, candidates are not never going to be able to get their vote in or get their votes heard, and so the the Democrats are afraid of getting rid of the filibuster because they're afraid that when it comes time and they want to use it, that it won't be available to them, and and I think that this is part and parcel of this hugely partisan, uh, you know, situation that we have. First of all, the fact that we have a two-party party system is what's really destroying this country but that's a that's a topic for another day but we we need to so all of the stuff is going on they want joe biden to get rid of the filibuster they want him to you know do the clean air bill the, the the clean energy bill they want him to uh codify women's right to choose they want him to uh you know healthcare and and voter rights all of these things are the things that the people who came out in droves in November to really 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 lean into so they are not going to do that they also want him to expand the court they want him to put two more judges on the court Uh, and we've talked about how that happens in previous podcasts. if you missed it go back and check it out Uh, so they want him to put two more judges on the court and here is where I think the Democrats are actually crazy like the fox. So every time you have a situation where all three, all three uh, uh, well, um, two arms of the government uh, are for one party, uh, you tend to see either the Senate or the, uh, the, the, the House go the other way and the thing that is more likely to happen is that the house that the that the democrats would lose the house uh there i forget how many seats are up right now but it's more likely that the democrats would lose the seats to the house um i I think the senates the senators that are incumbents that are up for uh, up for this midterm election are probably safe in their districts so or in their states i should say Here's where I think it's it, it becomes interesting. What if the Democrats have been playing possum on this Roe v. Wade thing, and playing possum on a lot of these other things because they want they wanted the Republicans to come out strong and to come out with this really aggressive um, move to get rid of Roe v. Wade. Really. You know, really galvanize all of the people who are like, wait, 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 I'm a Republican, but that doesn't mean that I don't want the, you know, I'm a Republican woman, and that, but that doesn't mean that I want to give up my right to choose. Now you start seeing where all of these people who are in red states who have lost their ability to choose and whether it is. At, you know, whether it is you want an abortion or you know somebody who needs one or down the line it's a, a, you know, a family member or something like that. Now you have these situations where those people are in red states where like, wait a minute, I, you know, I didn't sign up for that, right? Like I didn't, I, the way it was was fine. You know, if you want one, get one. If you don't want one, don't get one. Um, But that, you know, having that choice was never a part of the deal when I you know signed on or voted for these these politicians now you have these people who are disgruntled in these red states and they're thinking about well I'm either going to put pressure on the politicians that are in there uh to change their platform and change their votes or I might vote them out so could it be that the democrats watched all of this happen in order to maintain their lead or to maintain their power in the House and in the Senate um, in the midterm elections. Could they be that cagey? Is it possible that our, the Democrats that we seem to be feckless uh, over the last two years have actually had a plan all along? I mean, it's something worth thinking about and it's something worth looking at in November, but I am beginning to think that maybe that's the way that they're going. Right, Because right now, the focus is, is like, oh man, in order to do X, Y, and Z, you've got to get out there and vote. Wait a minute, we did that, and you didn't do anything with the, the, the politicians that we gave you. Everybody went out there and voted. Again, Stacey Adams turned two Democratic senators in, in Georgia, so they went out and voted. They got out and voted, and now you tell them to go and do it again, to what effect? Could it be that this is what they were waiting on? They knew that it was a foregone conclusion that they, were, that they were going to lose the Supreme Court, right? That the Supreme Court was going to be very, very conservative. But did they let the, did they let the Republicans overplay their hand in order to lose those fringe, middle-ground Republicans in those red states and maybe turn those red states? Could we see Texas go blue? Could we see a change in places like New Mexico? Um, could we see a change in, 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 different, in different states? Because the Republicans overplayed their hand with this whole Roe v. Wade thing and, and really just given up on the separation between church and state? I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's good to think about. Um, so that's where, I, that's where I am, and, I, and, I, and I'm kind of like watching this and trying to figure out whether or not uh, I, I, we're watching a huge Machiavellian move by the Democratic Party, or we're just watching a, 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 just an ineffective party, and a party that has completely lost touch with what the American public wants, or the American public needs. Uh, and time will tell, and the time is in November. Um, and so, yeah, we, we'll, uh, we'll try to figure that out in November. I. Actually, I, I, I want to believe that there are strategists who are thinking about this because if me in Brooklyn sitting on my couch is thinking about this and came up with all of this, I want to believe that the guys with the political science degrees and, and the people who've been working in politics for all of these years are a little bit smarter than me. I always want to believe that there's somebody who's smarter than me out there who knows what they're doing. And that's, how, that's how I feel about a number of different things like when i'm driving around and i see a police car just parked in a place that makes no absolutely no sense i was like well I, I gotta believe they know they have more information than i do and they're smarter than me in that particular situation or like when i travel and the airline does something that makes absolutely no sense i'm like maybe they're smarter than me uh in that particular way um anyway so i promised y'all a, a shorter show i'm gonna end about 10 minutes early today uh, one of the things that I do wanted to, that I do want y'all to. Um, <laughs> Kurt says, if I think that there's a bridge in Brooklyn for sale, in other words, if he, he thinks that, if I think that the the Democratic Party are strategists and and are really thinking about this in a better way than I am, then he's got a bridge to sell me. Listen, listen man, I can hope, right? I can hope. And and so one of the things that's really interesting, I've always said this, is that there 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 is not an intrinsic good or bad nature to any political party. Right? There are things about the Republican Party that make sense, and there are things about the, the Democratic Party that, that make sense. And just the same way, there are things that don't make sense in the in the philosophy of either one of those parties. The problem is, is that the current set of politicians in The current set of politicians in uh, both of the parties have become very nefarious, especially on the Republican side and feckless and when it comes to the Democratic side. And you can't have a a group of people who are really just ineffective being bullied by people who are uh, out for their own benefit, out for their own uh, well-being and have a good government right and then you have fascists running all over the country trying to overthrow everything right so i think there is there is a hope that i have to have that the people who have been chosen to lead the country again lead the country chosen to lead the country have some level of you know strategy when it comes to getting things done because if you're a business person i come from a business mindset If you're a business person, in order to get certain things done, uh, you have to have negotiating skills and you have to be able to understand what the situation is that you are in in order to manipulate it. You cannot go in there with, oh, I am thinking about this in a a euphoric kind of way and I I want to to walk through these doors with rose-colored glasses and hope for the best. No, you've got to be gotta be you gotta have a a level of strategy and if I believe that one party has zero strategy and one party is doing nothing but strategic moves then we're all doomed that's just the bottom line so I have to believe that 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 there's some other plan going on with the Democratic Party I have to believe that or else we're in a screwed up country. <laughs> All right, so I wanna shout out some of the people who have been hanging here with me, Cortez and Alan. Oh, Alan, uh, I, Alan is one of my fraternity brothers. We call him uh, Brother Santa, uh, cause he has the most awesome giant white beard. Um, uh, Kurt says, I think that you're referring to faith and not hope. If you have faith in people that you've elected to respect, represent your interests, and not their their own that is that is a little bit of faith um caitlin says i keep hearing that south carolina doesn't have the power to enforce the rulings i'm waiting to see if new york will try to prove that or or not with the open carry ruling um yeah that's so this is something that we talk about all the time uh and i'll come right back to that caitlin kurt says and who is being strategic is relevant to the circumstances and goals of the individual yeah yeah I mean, that's the case, that's the case, right? Like the strategy only applies to the or, or is only applicable when you start looking at who's in the seats and who's uh, tr- what their goals are. is it to stay in power or is it to actually help people? Um, Caitlin, um, there is a real conversation uh, that is happening right now about enforcement. And so you've heard us talk about this multiple times. That you can enact as many laws as you want, but if there is no money for enforcement, then it falls flat. So that's the next step, right? So I was just listening to this podcast um, on this American Life called "The Little Pink House at the Edge of, at, in the Middle of the World or at the Center of the World," and and part of the problem is is that these states now have these trigger laws that make it illegal to um, have an abortion in those particular states but in order to prosecute somebody there has to be enforcement which means somebody has to go arrest that person right and then there has to be somebody who's willing to prosecute that person Uh, and so all of those things take money right so you have to have money you know funneled into the enforcement arm so people go out and arrest people but also, you have to have DAs that are willing to to add to to dedicate resources to um, to prosecuting people who are who are giving out doc, um, abortions. And already, we are starting to see a lot of states. The DAs are saying, "No, we are not going to prosecute doctors for giving an abortion. We're also not going to bring these cases uh, to." We're not going to get. We're not going to bring cases uh, against people who are transporting people back and forth over state lines. And there's some really interesting uh, the- theoretical legal wranglings that are going on right now. Like, for instance, if the child is unborn and you're transporting it over state lines, that's that desire to cause harm to a minor. And so now that's kind of some of the stuff that they're trying to push out there. Uh, but. Uh, you also have states like texas who remember a couple of years ago or might have been just a year uh, you know some time ago enacted a law that says that any regular citizen can sue a doctor or sue somebody that they see trying to help somebody get an abortion right so those are ways that that texas is trying to get around it but the thing about it is is that you have to have money for you have the states are now going to be challenged with i have this law but a law is ineffective if nobody is enforcing the law right it uh, i forget what law there was on the books and um in new york up until i think about 10 years ago it was illegal for a woman to wear to, to wear just a bikini top or was it just to wear a bikini bottom, anyway, was illegal for somebody in New York to to be at a certain level of undress on a beach, right? That was illegal, but of course nobody enforced that. But so it's a law that was on the books, but that was completely ineffective because nobody was enforcing it. And so that's the next the next piece, right? Our states gonna go to the legislatures and say, please approve all this money for increased police presence, please. Um, uh, authorize the attorney generals in the particular states to uh prosecute these these people as opposed to allowing you know allowing the the cases to just wallow away so those are it's the right to walk bare-chested on the on the beach right so those are all of the different ways that um people are now trying to fight right so uh it still has to there is still a couple of different ways That these things are that you have an ability to fight them uh, because a law is a law, but you have to actually enact the law. Uh, Dave says we are doomed. I don't believe there is a master plan by the Democrats. They let the GOP sun them all the time. GOP never plays by the rules. Uh, Democrats use the rules makes no sense, and that's what we were just talking about. It's like when the when the Republican Party is in. when the Republican Party is in power, they ram everything through and they don't care about who they, you know, what lines of, of affiliation and networking that they mash up. So, like, but the Democrats want to shake hands with everybody and make sure that we can all kiss and be nice later on. Republicans don't care about that stuff. Anyway, so I went over here saying that I was going to give a, a shorter show. And here we are <laughs> close to the 45 minute mark. Um but as always i want to thank all of you for hanging in and being part of the show the the show is growing tell a friend to tell a friend uh one programming note i will start to delete the facebook feed um and so the only place that you'll be able to get it is on spotify or amazon or wherever you get your podcast um so go to go to spotify follow my show Click on the, you know, click on the the uh, the stream and give me a couple of listens, and and I'll go back and listen to something that you missed because we talk about a lot of great things. Uh, shout out to everybody who has been hanging on here. My mom's on here. Uh, Brenda Green, shout out to you. We'll See you in a bit. All right, and we will talk to you all a little bit later. This has been the greenhouse effect. I am your host, Hayden Green. Go out and be warm to another human. See y'all later.